This is PhotoBizX, episode number 486, and today we are talking wedding photography, but it's wedding photography with a difference. Our special guest came to the United States of America from Brazil, gave wedding photography a go after being successful back in Brazil. It didn't work. They were about to give up and go home when you could say they hit the jackpot when it comes to wedding photography bookings. Our special guest is Grazi Korea, who is one part of the duo slash trio of the business Rocker in Love. They focus on multi-day wedding and elopement photography in the United States. And that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, photographer, interviewer, and host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview photographers and business experts from around the world to help you build a better photography business faster and more easily than going it alone. I know you're going to love today's guest and the stories that she shares. This really is a fun interview today. In addition to the incredible story of making their journey to the US a success, we get into the marketing the sales and the business side of things as well. So stick around for that one. It's coming up in just a minute. Before we get into that interview with Grazi, if you didn't catch last week's interview with Sev Mojavez, he is the TikTok expert who booked a ton of weddings on the platform and things have really taken off in regards to TikTok for him. He's now built an agency and helping other businesses succeed with TikTok. What I was surprised about is there wasn't so much feedback about the interview with Sev last week. I, I thought, or my guess was, that you as a listener was so keen to hear about utilizing TikTok to book wedding or portrait photography clients. And I feel the way that Sev explained how he did it was so simple. He basically helped his prospective clients by recording videos that would help clients or prospective clients solve the problems that they were looking to solve, whether that was finding locations, working out timelines, and basically answering all the questions that we usually answer for our clients as photographers. I mean, this strategy was so simple. It's, it's one that's been utilized, you know, with blog posts on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube in the past. And he basically just transferred that over to TikTok and did the same thing while sharing his personality. And that was all a bit of a shock to me because I thought TikTok was all just dancing, singing, choreographed moves and silly skits. I didn't know that it could be used to grow and build a business, connect with clients and lead people to your website. So yeah, this was, it was all news to me, but I didn't get the feedback that I thought I would from that interview. So let me know, was there something I didn't ask Sev that I should have asked? Are you just not interested in TikTok as a platform? Were you even aware that you could use TikTok to connect with prospective clients and lead them to your website? Did you know about TikTok ads? I mean, yeah, I thought, <laughs> I thought there were so many good things that Seb shared, but uh, I just didn't hear back from you. So let me know if I, if I missed the mark there or if TikTok just isn't something that you're interested in. Photo Biz Exposed. 
interviews with photographers to help you build a better photography business. Now, just before we get into this interview with Grazi, don't forget if you are interested in utilizing Facebook competitions to book more clients for your photography business. There's an upcoming course with Ali Stewart-Ross. She has been doing this for a couple of years now with huge success. In fact, 90% of her clients come from these Facebook competitions. The very last one that she ran, she had 350 entrants and a ton of bookings as a result of that competition. She's going to be sharing exactly what she does to have the success that she is getting in this upcoming course. It's happening on October 27th, 2022 at 7am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. If you go to the registration page, you can find your local time. That registration page is at photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps, C-O-M-P-S. There's a link in there so you can find your local time zone. Now, if you can't make the live recording, I will have a standalone course based on what Ali delivers in that live training, which you'll have access to afterwards. And if you are one of the first 50 people to register for the training, you'll also have included a one-on-one call with Ali to go over your competition strategy, your copy, the scripts, whatever you need help with, Ali's going to be there to help you if you are one of the first 50. And I can tell you there are already 30 seats gone, so you will need to get in quick if you want to register and get one of those free one-on-one calls with Ali. Now in the training, like I said, Ali will be covering absolutely everything that she does from creating the ad, the copy, how she maximizes her success by giving away the winning and runner-up prizes to the right people, how she qualifies those clients and goes on to book them for sessions. And from what I understand, after she hosted a beta test of the course, with another PhotoBizX premium member and very successful photographer, Elle Goss. Elle came back to me and said, wow, no wonder Ali is having the success that she is with these competitions. She is just so good at this. She has it down to a fine art and it's easy to see why her clients are falling in love with her and spending on the photography afterwards. So again, if you want to learn more about this and get to the course, the training, head over to photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps. That's F-B-C-O-M-P-S. Oh, and I should say the training is only $97. It's an absolute bargain and you'll be able to walk away, set up your ad immediately afterwards and start attracting brand new clients. If you'd like to hear much more from today's guest, become a premium member at photobizx.com slash premium. Okay, we are going to jump into this interview with Grazi from Rocker in Love Photography. But if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Grazi. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. It's the part where we go into detail on the actual advertising strategies that she's using, how she's making the sales that she is, all the the juicy business stuff. I'm saving that for premium members only. The good news is you can access that for as little as $1.00 with a 30-day trial membership. There are more details about that over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. The first thing you need to know about today's guest is their photography is simply gorgeous. It's emotive, fun, features incredible locations and makes you wish you were there and in the images. 
Now, they are originally from Brazil, so English is their second language. They are a family of photographers who focus on multi-day wedding and elopement photography and are on the road in the US full-time. And their hope when they started the business in the US was to capture the same relaxed style of multi-day weddings they grew up with in Brazil, weddings that included barbecues or brunch and were relaxed and slow-moving. And if you read some of the words from their clients, you see things like, their work simply cannot be matched. The best experience. They contributed to the magical energy in the air. And it goes on and on like that. They spent the last seven years on the road all across the US and I'm wrapped to have pinned them down for this interview. I'm talking about rockers in love, Danny and Grazi, and I'm happy to say Grazi is with us now. Grazi, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me, for having us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a pleasure. I know that Danny has stepped away from the microphone. He was a little bit concerned about doing this in English, so you've stepped up to the plate, which I'm so thankful for. Um, tell me about where you are now because it looks luxurious. It looks plush. Where are you? <laughs> We are in Palm Springs in Southern California. As you said, we were traveling full-time, photographing weddings for the past seven years. We are wedding photographers. Actually, it's been 15 years that we are wedding photographers. So we had the business in Brazil, back in Brazil for five years. And then we moved to the U.S. 10 years ago. So when we moved to the U.S., we were first in Florida. That's where my mom lives. And then we came to the U.S. to be closer to my mom. She was doing all that pressure like uh, I have a grandson that is growing. I don't get to see him. Photography you can do from anywhere. (laughs) So actually, that was a bit difficult to do the move because the business was very good in Brazil. We were very well established over there. So when we moved to the U.S., we were very, we were super confident, like, yeah, we, we're good on this. We made it in Brazil. We can make it anywhere. <laughs> so we went to Florida and it was horrible. <laughs> so we spent three years in Florida and we still had like clients asking for us in Brazil and nobody wanted to book us in Florida. We were like, no, nobody cared about us. I don't know. I think that I tried like marketing in different ways that um, I think that the problem actually was because the way we started in Brazil back then, we didn't know much about marketing. I did uh, journalism. And then after I did the cinema and our work 15 years ago was like super different and special and everybody was like, yay. So it went on super easy and we didn't have to do much of marketing. So we didn't know much about marketing. So when we went to Florida, when we got to Florida, it was difficult. It was difficult to understand how everything works. Our work was very different from uh, uh, photographers in the U.S., the, the style of the weddings in Brazil is very different from the ones in the U.S. And we were so excited 
to work with American couples and seeing, we used to see like American photographers. We were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And what we loved the most was like the variety, all these different kind of styles of weddings. Like in Brazil, it was very similar one wedding to another. Every day we would photograph, like every weekend, we would photograph that same kind of weddings with at the same venues, same vendors involved. And we were so excited because in the U.S., people get married anywhere. Like people get married in the backyard, at the beach, at the mountain, uh, I don't know, aquarium, museums. <laughs> it's so rare to photograph at the same place twice here. So it's always a different place. I think it's so exciting. But when we got here, they would see our portfolio and they wouldn't connect with that. Like our weddings in Brazil was like, I think too much sophisticated. Like, I think that couples in Brazil, no matter how much money they have, it's always a princess wedding. Like, it's always glam or it's always like, it doesn't matter how much money the couple have. It's the way they do, like Latinos, I don't know, kissing it as those big dresses. You see, like, those weddings full of, like, a lot, you know, so that people would see our portfolio like, oh, my wedding is not going to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very difficult to connect in the beginning. And also with the vendors, I think the vendors back in Florida, where I was in Tampa, they were already very much connected. And then it was hard. It was hard. So we got to a point where Danny was like, okay, it's been three years. We either find a way <laughs> or we go back to Brazil because I didn't come here like for to you know after three years it's a lot our savings was going away and he was like I'm getting worried so I think we should go back to Brazil we were in this point so I said okay Grazi let me just hold you there for one second because you've already covered so much I want to ask you so many questions sorry <laughs> That's okay. So I did start with asking where you are right now and you said the location, but what I can see on camera, I mean, it looks like you're in a beautiful space. Where are you actually sitting and recording from? Oh, here now? Yes. Oh, okay. I was in Palm Springs. I thought it was the place because we travel full time. So we travel full time. We live in a motor home. So this is our RV. Uh, when all of that happened in Florida, we started to travel. So we bought a motor home. And our idea was like, if we have to go back to Brazil, at least let's get to see those weddings around the U.S. And we did this project called the U.S. Wedding Tour. The idea was to photograph at least one wedding in each state. So we bought this RV and then we start to travel from one place to another. We thought we would be like for one year doing this and it's been seven years. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So hang on, Grazi. So let me take you back a step further. You're in Brazil. Your mother is in Florida. So you moved to the U.S. Is that difficult to do? Like, do you have to get a green card? Do you get automatic entry because your mother lives there? How does that work? Yeah. So my mom, she has like all the documents. She's married. My stepdad is American. They've been together for 20 years. And when they got married, I was still under 21. So I got my papers. And then after getting my papers, I was able to pass it to Danny. And then we have two kids. One was born in Brazil and it was very simple to just pass to him. And the second one was born here. Okay, so super easy. So you can officially and easily work in the States. 
Yeah, we've been here for 10 years. So uh, right from the beginning, we organized that. And But it is important. I know that a lot of photographers, they photograph out of overseas. Like we photograph, uh, we travel, but we travel more inside of the U.S., you know. So I don't know much legally. I know that each country has its way of doing, but you do need a work permit. Sure. Got it. So, and you said like in that three years when it was tough, like you just weren't getting the bookings. Did you guys have another job at that time or did you just survive on your savings and live with your mom? Yeah. So I was living with my mom for three years. (laughs) I thought it would have been super fast, but then uh, three years passed and using our savings so that's when we got to a point like the savings are going like in three years i think we did like not even 10 weddings in three years in florida so it was really really hard i don't know like because of language so many things and today i see that it's not easy when you like you're an immigrant you move to a new country although like it doesn't matter your work can be beautiful but the connection is important If you are looking to market your business through connections, that's important. And sometimes it's not easy. So what we did was trying to skip that and going direct to the couple. Because we knew like once we would talk to the couple and we had the opportunity to show our work, it was much easier. So you were trying to cut out the wedding planner and the venue and go straight to the couple? Yes, doing marketing like directly with them. <laughs> right. So in the States, it's different to Australia. Like In Australia, as a wedding photographer, we would always talk to the clients first. Whereas in the States, you generally seem to go through a planner or a venue. Is that correct? Yeah. Like there is those uh, different routes you can follow. Like um, it's good to like, even though if you go directly to the couple, it's good to like build relationship, you know, and uh, with uh, wedding planners and uh, the wedding community is, is important to, to build relationship. And I think it's important, like all marketing are welcome, <laughs> I think. But when you are new and I totally understand, like uh, when you refer somebody, it's a big responsibility and then you don't know this person and you don't know like where they're from and all of that. So I do understand that it's kind of like there is a, a bear and you already have your connections and everything like that. So the good thing is when you go directly to the couple, I feel that your connection, when you talk directly to them, I feel that it's, it's easier like there wasn't somebody saying like, oh, you should see this photographer. And they're always giving like the same referrals, the same little, you know, the little, what is it called in English? The little spiel, the little, um, is that what you mean? The way they sell the other photographer? Yeah. In Portuguese, we have a name for that. That it means like uh, those people there is in the, in the pot, you know, <laughs> that is all connected. Yes. So okay. it's always the same three photographers, the same three. The preferred vendor list. Exactly. Exactly. So that is kind of difficult, but I think it's important to have connections and, and try, you know, be open to try. Not like, okay, this is not working. Let me just uh, shut and look to the other way. But I feel that if you get dependent on one way as well, like 
you don't have any kind of control. Like uh, if you always get your clients through a wedding planner, I don't know, the next day she can have a niece that is start to go into photography and she's not referring you anymore, you know? So you don't have a control. And which I think like after when we start to dig more into digital marketing, that really when everything changed for us, uh, working with online marketing and uh, organizing our website and bringing a, a stream of clients in our website and talking to them and going directly with them. Got it. Got it. Okay. I want to go deep into that in just a minute. But after the three years in Florida, you decided to go on the US wedding tour. You bought the RV. Is that the same RV that you're in now? No, that was a bit of a like a process. <laughs> Back in Brazil, we used to live in a very, very large house. And then moving, we already had like to minimize a lot of things. So when we got the RV, we tried to buy a as big as we could because we wanted to be comfortable for our son, for our family and everything. And then so we first bought a trailer and a truck and everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like what, for example? What's one thing that went wrong? So we bought the trailer. We bought a used one and we decided to renew it. And then we spent months renewing it. And when it was time to go, a wall just right open when we were driving. Oh my goodness. <laughs> to change, uh, we were driving to change the tires to get prepared for the trip. And then I looked in the side mirror, like the wall is opening. <laughs> the outside wall of the RV, <laughs> the trailer. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I, it was crazy. So we had two different people trying to fix, and then we weren't like a very comfortable. We we're like, we were scared of putting that thing on the road and knowing that the idea was to go through all 50 states that we would have to drive that thing so much <laughs> and what happened it was like our first wedding was in um louisiana in um, new orleans so from florida to new orleans we had to be there and we didn't have the trailer after renewing it so we're like, okay, let's just go with the truck. And then after that, we had like about three weddings booked like one week after the other. We were like, oh my gosh, we have to do this. So we spent a month, like four weekends going from one wedding up to the other with just the truck because we couldn't take the trailer. So we spent the first month sleeping in hotels every night in a different hotel was a nightmare so in the end when we got back to florida where i was like all i want is to have a bed that is going to be my own bed i don't want to sleep in hotel <laughs> beds anymore so the first thing we did was we sold the truck and we bought a van and it was a very small van, but it had a bed, a place for myself and Danny and our son. And we stayed with that van for two years. We thought that it would be over soon, but then we didn't want to stop. <laughs> and my son started to grow and then we upgraded. So we sold the trailer, we sold the van and we bought this RV that we are now. And we've been with this RV for five years already. Wow. Okay. So let me take you back. So the very first trailer and truck that you bought, do you remember how much that cost roughly? 
It cost around $10,000. Okay. And then the RV that you're in today, what did that cost? This one that we have now, when we bought it, it was about 60000 Okay. So that's a big investment. It is. <laughs> it is. But it's like, it's very different from the van that we had. Like this one, it has everything. Like a, it has a bed in the very back in the bathroom and then here in the ceiling like up in my head here above my head here it has a bed that i use a control and the bed comes down so my son sleeps there so he has a bathroom he has everything we actually i think we were like survivors with that van for two years we didn't have a shower for example we would take showers at gas station where truck drivers use showers so we would use a shower from gas station and a day before a wedding we would always have to get a hotel room to get better organized and nice for the bride and the groom hair and makeup charge the batteries and do things like that so it's funny because i have an image of my son in a national park and he was celebrating we were celebrating because we finally had like a stove to do like coffee and he was like hot coffee <laughs> finally <laughs> so good it was a long time without anything like that so yeah i mean i know that the listener can't see you like i can right now on video but i mean it looks like you're living a glamorous life i mean you have beautiful hair and makeup beautiful jewelry oh. you're sitting in a fantastic a uh, if i couldn't see the tap out of focus in the background you could be in a fancy hotel i mean it looks very plush and very fancy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It felt like, oh my gosh, this is Beverly Hills after going from the van that had nothing to this. I'm like, yay. That is so, so can I extend from that? The business is going well today? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I believe today the greatest thing that uh, I can tell is we have the freedom today with uh, the digital marketing that we do, we have the freedom to choose what we want to photograph, how much we want to photograph, how many weddings. We have this control that uh, to me, it was like a very, very difficult when we didn't have that. When we moved here, like going back a little bit in the story, like back in Brazil, I didn't have to think about that and things was just moving. I used to answer the phone like, oh, I don't have your date available. I don't have your date available. And it was actually the opposite. Uh, we used to work too much. We used to work every weekend plus every day of the week editing the work from the weekend. So we were like very burnt out. And then I always felt like I can't say no to this client because I don't know if tomorrow I'll have another client. So I was like, always, yes, yes, yes. And I was doing so much. We were doing too much. And then when we came here, was in the beginning was exactly the opposite. We we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how do I get clients? So now that we have this control that I know that tomorrow I can run an ad and get more clients if I want to, or I can just don't run any ads if I don't want to. With this control, it's a totally different life. Like it feels so much of like a freedom. 
and with the lifestyle that we have, it's been it's been good. <laughs> I can't complain. So today, do you have a target revenue you're trying to reach, or you just take what comes and say that's enough when we're too busy? Yeah, we have like a uh, we plan annual. Like every year, we have this target that's like a hundred thousand dollars. That's net. So that's after tax, or is that before tax? Yeah, after. After tax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we have this number in mind. And when we, because here in the United States, some states are different from the others, but most of the United States, I feel that couples, they have this season when they book more weddings, like always between Thanksgiving up to all the way, like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and valentine's that's when they get engaged the most and that's when we book the most so when we get like between thanksgiving when it gets to valentine's and i see how much do we have for the year how many couples how you know the revenue and everything and another thing is that today that changed a lot when we started the business today weddings it's very different from before like the variety the way people get married and that reflects in the packages as well I mean before every wedding was very similar the number of hours what they wanted everything was very similar today we serve clients that sometimes they want like a couple of hours and sometimes it's a multi-day. So because of that, sometimes we have like couples that the packages, our packages, it varies so much. So we have a starting point of 3500 for small weddings, intimate weddings. And then it doesn't have a, <laughs> an end. <laughs> so oh, they can spend whatever they want if it's a multi-day wedding. They could spend ten or 20000 Yes, Multi-day weddings, like it goes for more than 10000 and, uh, you know, it depends on what they want. And so sometimes we get many couples that go, uh, we get many couples, we need many couples to get to the goal. And sometimes it's not that many of couples to get to the goal that we need because it's more multi-day weddings. Got it. Okay. So you have that $100,000 net profit target and you might take... 50 couples, it might take 40 couples depending on the weddings that they book. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what happens, Grazi, if let's say the bookings are coming in and you have a wedding in June in New York and then you have someone wants the following weekend in LA, like do you just say no to that or you say yes? Yeah, in the beginning I did that. I did that sometimes. I had Florida, California one week apart. I had uh, a California, uh, New York, and I did also uh, Florida and Washington uh, and uh, Oregon, like one week apart. And I used to just say yes. <laughs> and you would literally drive from one to the next in that week? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's tough. It wasn't as fun, but if I think about our journey, most of the time it was a lot of fun. We would stop and visit places and especially because we have our son. Now he's 15, but when we started, he was eight. So I think because of him, we wanted like to 
show more of, you know, sometimes you are, okay, I'm not going to stop at this museum. But because of him, I would stop at every museum, every national park. And it was super nice, nice. when we had more time between one wedding and another. But now we try to don't drive this much, this far. So if we feel that it's going to be too much, we pass. Okay, so you don't plan a route around the country. You see where the weddings come from and if they're going to fit into your itinerary. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what happens, and do the clients, do they have to pay any travel fees or that's all part of the cost? That's built in. Yeah, it is built in. We don't charge directly, but we try to like, um, when we know that we're going to spend a lot uh, on the trip, we try to talk to them and see, oh, do you think you will, um, we're going to be in the area because we're like traveling there. We're going to be in the area for some days. If you feel that you have like somebody from the wedding party, somebody that would like to have some uh, photos, a uh, session, and you can tell them that we would be available and we would love to book. So sometimes we would get some booking for small sessions around their wedding in the area. And sometimes, I mean, for us, it was just nice to go. The only time we asked for a travel fee was we did Alaska and we did Hawaii. So when we have to like really catch a plane and really pay for a hotel, uh, we charge. Today, it's a bit more expensive. Gas went up. <laughs> So we try to book more things around. Like sometimes we even did a campaign, like uh, we had a wedding in the area. And then after that wedding, we would have like a couple of weeks available. So before going, we launch a campaign on Instagram for uh, engagement sessions or family sessions in the area. And one of them, it was like super good. We got, <laughs> we got more money than the wedding itself. Wow. <laughs> we did a lot of sessions. It was like a sequence going like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so what kind of sessions are they? Are they family sessions? Yeah, well, we did two. One for family, one for engagement session. And from the engagement session, we booked about eight engagement sessions and two of them booked the wedding after. <laughs> wow, unreal. That's so good. Just quick, I want to ask you about the ads and getting these clients, but you mentioned your son, you've got two kids now. How do they do schooling? So our older son, he does homeschooling since he was eight. For us, it was a big thing. Uh, back in Brazil, it's illegal to do homeschooling. And then when we moved to the U.S., he was five. So he did three years of regular school. And then after we start to understand more how homeschooling works, but our family was like, oh, what are you doing to his future? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a big thing for us to go into homeschooling. But today we love it. He is 15 years old. He goes with us. So that's how actually that's how he started in photography in the beginning. We had somebody that uh, we invited to go on, on the trip with us. And her job, it was uh, an assistant we had in Brazil. So I knew her well and I invited her. I was like, do you want to come in an adventure for a year? So I invited her. That's why we had this gigantic trailer. 
And I invited her to come. And the idea was for her to take care of him while we were at the weddings because he was only eight. And then, as I said, everything went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then after a month, the poor thing, she had to sleep in hotels like every night in a different hotel for a month. So after a month, she was like, okay, I don't think I'm going to be able to continue. So she went back to Brazil and I was like, what am I going to do? So what we did is he is our son, the um, oldest one. He was eight at the time. He is very easygoing. He is very much like with us all the time. He's very I, I, I don't, I don't, it's kind of hard to tell and don't feel like I'm bragging about my son. <laughs> you can brag about your son. That's totally fine. You brag away. He has a great personality. He's super easy, super good to travel with, super easy in everything. So I dressed him up as if he was a, a photographer with like a, a bow tie and everything. And I put him a camera in his neck and I gave him an iPad and I said, your job is not to give me any work. <laughs> it's to behave. Your job is to behave in a wedding because we have this wedding to do and I can't leave you, you know, anywhere. You have to come along. So I talked to the bride. The first ones I was very like worried about, oh my gosh, what the bride's going to say, you know? So I was super worried about it. So, but I talked to them. They say, oh yeah, no problem. Fine. And right in the first wedding, he started to take photos with his little camera that was just like a, a prop. <laughs> but he started to take photos with it and he was like super wanting to participate. And I said, you can do it, but you have to be behind me. <laughs> and you don't, like, you, you, you can't be in the middle of things. So in the end, I'll tell you, he's been going with us in all the weddings. Sometimes... Brides choose his photos over mine. <laughs> I go like, what? I took the same photo. Why did you choose his photos? <laughs> That's so good. So he's really good. He's really good. He's only 15 and um, he's really good. Wow. So what is he shooting with these days? Which camera? So he used Canon and uh, we have a Mark IV that he uses fantastic fantastic <laughs> what's his name grazi auto o-t-t-o auto fantastic mm -hmm. so he's gonna be he's part of the business like he's getting paid now yes yes he's part of the business and today he's also responsible for designing the albums and that's also something that he we never put it on him he started with designing for fun he used to design um, soccer t-shirts on the uh, internet so he was into soccer so much and he started to design those things and then my husband who was like Danny he was like wow you're doing like photoshop better than me <laughs> he was doing all this kind of thing like super well and then he offered himself to do it and then Danny was like okay I don't want to do this editing on the album anymore I'm gonna pay somebody to do it would you like to do it instead of paying somebody else? I'll, I'll pass it to you. He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So he's doing the albums. What software is he using to design the albums? So he uses uh, something. We work with Dreambooks. Dreambooks. 
and uh, they have their software and he also used uh, Photoshop and Lightroom. He used all the programs. So good, mm-hmm. so good. Grazi, let me take you back to three years after Florida. You knew you had to get out there and start, you know, you wanted to see the country and book weddings while you're on the road and you started the, the U.S. wedding tour. How did you get those first clients? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. I love it. I love the business that you've built. I love that you came from another country and have made such a success of your lives and your business and you're you're raising a family, doing what you love. I mean, you truly are an inspiration and it's been so good to get to know you for the last hour. Listeners are going to absolutely love your story and, and fall in love with you as well. Where, Grazi, is the best place for the listener to go and see more of your work and hear about what you guys are doing? Yeah, the website is rockerinlove.com. Then our Instagram, we have the Instagram in English, which is rockerinlove. And then we do some educational in Portuguese. So I'm, I'm a bit focused on that. That's why the Instagram in English is not, I, I've been missing to post some stuff there. <laughs> But we've been posting a lot of things in the other one that is called Dani.Grazi. Dani.Grazi. So this is the one that we post a lot of educational things, but it's in Portuguese. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll add links to those in the show notes. But you've also got, was it the You Rock? Is it You Rock or You Rock Photographer? What's that all about? Yeah, the UROC Photographers is association for photographers, for wedding photographers specifically. We started that right when we started the tour. So we started as a Facebook group and it started to grow and grow. <laughs> and in the Facebook group, we were doing weekly contests, weekly with everybody that was part of the group. And today there's like... A, Oh my gosh, I think there's over 18,000 people there, 18,000 photographers there in the group. And they post every day they're posting. And then uh, once a week, we would do a contest with the 20 photos that was like a highlight of the week. And uh, those photographers, those photographers that did those photos got an invitation to join the group, uh, the association. So it's not an association that you pay to be in uh, is association that you're like invited because you're participating because you're you know you're with us participating and working and and your work got a, a highlight on the group so then we started after those contests we started to do some awards we also did some very nice master class with a photographer especially during the pandemic we had two different masterclass to help photographers it was basically for free we charged very little just to run the ads but all the photographers that were teaching they were invited and they were donating their knowledge and their time and it was really 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 nice so lately we have many plans for that that we are working a lot in the backstage but yeah if you want to see more of that, it's called You Rock Photographers. Just join the group on Facebook and then you can have a look at the website as well. I'm, I'll add links to anything and everything that you've mentioned in the show notes so listeners can go and learn more. 
Grazi, I've taken up so much of your time. I've kept you away from your kids. You know, let me ask you one last quick question. You mentioned you have a second son. How old is he? Yes. <laughs> so he's only three. His name is Louis. So who's watching Louis when you go out to do weddings now? Is that Otto's job? Otto is helping a lot. <laughs> and Louise is a challenge, is a little bit of a challenge. Otto was asking for a brother since forever. He was like, I want a brother. I want a dog. I want a brother. I want a dog. <laughs> so we gave him the dog. And then right after we got pregnant, finally. <laughs> so you got both. <laughs> we got, he got both. When we gave up, we're like, I gave up. Here's the dog. Then we finally got pregnant. And uh, yes. So after we talk all about this crazy fun adventure, it's just saying that Louise, he is autistic. So because of that, we're going to be staying a little bit more in California because he has to go like to special doctors and things like that. So right now we are running more ads around California to travel a little bit less and he can see those doctors. He was doing a lot of uh, his treatment online, especially because of COVID, everybody was doing online. But now that he can go in person, we are looking at this uh, other possibility. <laughs> Fantastic. Grazi, what an incredible story. I can't wait to follow your progress, uh, you and Danny and the family over the next years. Massive congrats on your success and thank you so much for coming on and sharing what you have. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I hope uh, it wasn't too difficult to understand. <laughs> Not at all. It was a delight. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Grazi Korea of Rocker in Love as much as I did. Grazi, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing what you did, and massive congrats to you, Danny, and Otto on the success that you're having. It sounds like an incredible adventure, and you've done so amazing coming to a brand new country and making such a success of your business. So again, massive congrats to you. It's so, so good. It was so lovely to hear your story. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Grazi had to share. Was there something that she did share that you thought, yes, absolutely, I can utilize that in my business. I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be adding that to my workflow, to my advertising. I'm going to be trying something that she shared. If there is, let me know. I know that Grazi would love to hear that as well. You can let me know in the comments area or you can let us know in the comments area of the show notes. This week, they are at photobizx.com forward slash 486. The comments area are at the very bottom of the page and above that area, you'll find links to anything and everything that Grazi shared. You'll find examples of their beautiful work. It's all there in that one spot. And of course, if you are a premium member, I'll be adding Grazi into our members' Facebook group so you'll have easy access to her there. Maybe you just want to say thanks for coming on. Congratulations on your success. Or you might have a follow-up question. You can hit her up there inside the members' Facebook group. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. Okay, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Big thanks again to Grazi. Don't forget to get registered for the upcoming Facebook competitions course with Ali Stewart-Ross. There are more details at photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps. I'll be back next week with another interview. Until then, I'll see you in the members Facebook group if you're a premium member. Hopefully, you'll receive an email from me this week as well if you are on my email list. Oh, and I should add before I go, if you are a premium member or you're thinking about a premium membership, 
I really need you to understand that if you are a premium member or you have a premium membership, you can listen to the premium interviews on your podcast app. You do not need to listen on the website. Although you can listen there, the easiest and best way, the most popular way is to listen on a podcast app, whether that's the Apple podcast app, something like Downcast or Pocket Cast, any app that supports a premium feed. What happens is when you become a premium member, you'll have your very own URL that you subscribe with to the podcast. And it means you get the premium, the full episodes every single week automatically. And you can also access the back catalog through the podcast app with your feed URL. So if you are a premium member and you have any hassle setting that up, just let me know, shoot me an email or a private message, and I will talk you through how to get that set up if you have any difficulty at all. Alrighty, that really is it for this episode of the podcast. Have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. Stay safe, healthy, and well, and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 